Hello, and welcome to this podcast from NB Medical and Medcast. This podcast is based on a Hot Topic series of webinars. In this episode, we focus on Lynch syndrome, illustrated by Linda. Linda is aged 66 years. She has three children and one grandchild. Linda presented about a year ago with postmenopausal bleeding and was referred straight away. She was diagnosed with endometrial cancer and has had successful treatment. Linda tells us that her brother was recently diagnosed with colorectal cancer at the age of 48. There's no other family history of colorectal cancer, but Linda is telling us that her mother died of ovarian cancer aged 76 and her uncle had bladder cancer. This is a narrative often described by patients, and it begs the question, are Linda and her family just unlucky, or do we need to think proactively and consider if Linda could have Lynch syndrome? Dr. Simon Curtis from NB Medical in Oxford explains. I always used to think that Lynch syndrome must be something phenomenally rare. It's not. One in 300 Australians carries the Lynch syndrome mutation. That's 100,000 Australians, but only one in 20 of them are aware of the fact that they're carrying the mutation. So there's a very big push for earlier diagnosis and greater awareness. So if you're anything like me, one of the really exciting things I find about sort of doing hot topics is I'm always learning about things which six months ago I knew nothing about. What I could knew about Lynch syndrome six months ago, I could write on the back of a postage stamp. So just let's just remind ourselves then what Lynch syndrome is. Well, I always used to think Lynch syndrome was somehow the same as familial polyposis. I linked it with colorectal cancer. It's not. It is strongly linked with colorectal cancer, but it's hereditary non-polyposis colorectal cancer. It is the most common inherited syndrome associated with colorectal cancer, counts for about 5% of all colorectal cancers. But crucially, it's also associated with a broad range of non-colonic cancers, especially endometrial, ovarian, renal tract, hepatobiliary, stomach cancer, etc. And it's due to a mutation in these genes called the mismatch repair genes, which repair damaged DNA in cells. Now, there are four main different mutations. And these have variable penetration um, and um, variable expression, which essentially means some of them are going to be more bad uh, than others. Uh, but all of them are autosomal dominant. So if Linda has this, then there's a 50% chance for each of her children that they could have it as well. And it's greatly underrecognized, estimated only 5% of carriers are identified. And the diagnosis is often missed because, like Linda's case, often there's a scattered history of different types of cancers in different generations. If you've got breast cancer that runs through different generations of your family and young women at a younger age are getting it, you pick up that there's very likely to be a genetic factor that needs looking for. If there's that strong history of colorectal cancer in younger adults, you're not going to miss it. But if, like Linda, you've got lots of different cancers occurring, then it's very easy to think they might have a single unifying genetic cause. So when should we consider it then in our patients? Well, there are these very simple um, 
criteria you can use in primary care called the Amsterdam criteria. When you've got cancers involving two or more generations of different types, and one of them has been an adult under 50, as a guide to sort of prompt referral to clinical genetics. So if Lynch syndrome is diagnosed by clinical genetics, um, then what are going to be the risks of this? Well, the risks are huge. Your lifetime risk of bowel cancer is 80%. If you're a woman, your lifetime risk of gynecological cancer is 70%. If identified, you can potentially avoid all of that with early colonoscopic surveillance, but it needs to start from your 20s because it can occur getting colorectal cancer in very young adults. Um, and gynecological screening from a younger age, offering women surgical hysterectomy and oophorectomy at the time that they choose. That might be postmenopausal, it might be after their family is complete, it might be before. That's a choice for each individual woman carrier to make. And aspirin for chemo prevention. Now, we've seen over the years, we've discussed it on this course before, the evidence from the vascular vascular trials, observational evidence that patients who are on low-dose aspirin may reduce their risk of developing cancers. There's been a lack of randomized controlled trial prospective evidence to show that aspirin prophylaxis reduces cancer risk except in Lynch syndrome, where this big trial called the CAP2 trial, which has just published its latest follow-up data, showing a significant reduction in cancer incidence in patients with Lynch syndrome. Although it's worthwhile noting they use a big dose of aspirin, 600 milligrams of aspirin um, daily with proton pump inhibitor cover. So Given that this, how common Lynch mutation is, and given that the risks of cancer are associated with it, and that only one in 20 people know they've got it, it begs the question, should there be a systematic system of testing? And in the UK now there is, all tissue samples of colorectal cancer and endometrial cancer are automatically tissue tested for it. So over the last couple of years, our patients have received a notification. So they've recently been diagnosed with colon cancer showing that your gene, you know, you have been identified as having this Lynch syndrome mutation. This is what it means. This we'd recommend referral to clinical genetics. Your family needs to be aware, et cetera. And that's led to a rapid increase in diagnosis and awareness rates here. What about in Australia? Well, they've just published this sort of economic modelling report in the Medical Journal of Australia to evaluate the health impact and cost effectiveness of systematic testing for Lynch syndrome in people with colorectal cancer. And their conclusion they make is that a universal testing strategy for Lynch syndrome in people with colorectal cancer is likely to be cost effective. So it's likely to come in but it's not yet as far as I understand in at the moment.
So what are the implications of this for Linda? Well, the main implication is that Linda syndrome can cause different cancers across generations within families, especially colorectal and gynecological. So when we have this narrative from patients, just have a look at those Amsterdam criteria and consider clinical genetics referral. And if found to carry Lynch, she'll need to start colonoscopic surveillance, aspirin for chemo prevention, and her children will need to know about referral because each of those have a 50% chance of having it. And as Linda's GP, we also need to know that she is also going to be at increased risk in the future of renal tract cancers, of pancreatic cancer, of stomach cancer. So potentially having an alert on her notes um, to warn you or remind you of that and to have a lower threshold of cancer investigations if she presents with other symptoms. That was Dr Simon Curtis discussing the latest in diagnosis and management of Lynch syndrome. Our Hot Topics webinar series are open for enrolments, so if you'd like to find out more or to register for this course, please visit our website, medcast.com.au forward slash hot topics.